Blog Talk Radio. Here on April twenty second, twenty fifteen, April two 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 zero one five, and uh, my introduction is going to be a little odd this week because I thought I had a very good introduction last week, but everybody, and I mean everybody, told me it was too long and too confusing. So I'm going to do it again and get it right. And here it is. I read an article on ERE last week by someone called Maury. Hannigan, and she divided the people you meet on a search into nine types. And knowing them in advance, she says, might help you to recognize where you're headed with somebody very quickly. The first four types are people you don't want to spend time with. And here they are. Number one, people who are locked into their jobs they're locked into their jobs they can't leave they have a big retention bonus or some other issue that makes it impossible for them to leave next the people who are very happy they're not somewhat happy they're not unhappy they're very happy they really like it there they're not going to leave next job hoppers i don't have to say anything about that next incompetence these people might want to move but you don't want to move them. Now you're moving into the next four people. Those are the people you want to spend time with. Those are the people you want to talk to. And there's ambitious people. They want to get promoted quickly by changing jobs. There's people who are somewhat happy. They're happy where they are. They're good at their job, but they're not perfectly happy. Then you got people who are out and out unhappy. They hate the boss. There's something about the company they don't like. They want to move. Then you've got people who are in bad companies, just like that old band, bad companies. They see a layoff coming. They see the company being sold. They want out. And finally, you got people who are a mix, the unemployed. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't. You want to talk to some of them. You don't want to talk to everybody. And that's it. That's it. I did it really fast. You know, Castro, Fidel, he used to give speeches that were six hours long, and not one person left while he was talking. But I don't have a secret police to force everyone to listen to me. So my listeners get restless after about, I don't know, three minutes, and they don't mind telling me, because that's democracy. And on this show, the mob gets to speak. And Jerry, Jerry, what show is that? The Recruiting Animal Thank you, animal. Thank okay. you. Okay. You have anything you want to say before I call in the guest about Castro? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, we'll move on because okay. we got a lot to talk you know about. I'm running little, you know, I'm running a little bit late today. What with being caught up with actual business and all. 
Yeah, okay. You you want to brag? You know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of recruiters on Facebook. They yeah. never put anything there unless they're bragging, okay? Oh, my I goodness, like I it. hate that. I, I hate, hate that. it, too. So you don't do it here, Jim, I, okay? Well, I, I like to pretend like I'm not bragging when I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's move on. Jeff, I don't know how to say the guest's name today. Is it Jeff Chaponic or Jeff Chaponic? What is it? It's Jeff Chappie. It's yeah, Chappie. Chapp- that's your short. No, no, Jerry told me everybody calls you Chappie. What's your name? Jeff Chapinick. Jeff Chapinick. Jeff Chapinick. I got it wrong. But you want that's people okay. to call you. That's okay. You were close. You want Chappie. Is that Jeff or Chappie? What do you want us to call you? I'll call me Jeff. Well, I'll call you Jeff. Chappie then. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, I'll introduce him. I'll introduce him because he's got a lot of introductions on different web pages. I don't yeah. have to. Let him fumble through his own self-introduction, mm-hmm. okay? Jeff Chapinick, I think that's what he said, is from New Jersey. Listen to this. He sold his own garbage business and retired when he was 33 years old. At age 33, he was already retired. Six months later, however, he met the owner of, uh, sounds like a new branch of MRI, Management Recruiters International. And this guy introduced him to recruiting, and Jeff became a top 10 recruiter in the world. Out of 5,000 MRI recruiters globally, this guy was in the top 10. God. Am I right so far? You are on the money, baby. Wow. Okay. Top 10. Okay. I'll keep going. Jeff was then recruited to a company called the Lucas Group. That's another large recruiting company. And he was hired specifically, his website says, to show other producers how to be a big biller. And that's someone who makes over a million dollars in fees annually. He was brought in to teach people how to do that. And I hope he's going to teach us how to do that today. Not done. I love those numbers. I, I just need to add this. I love those numbers, Animal. Okay, okay. Okay, Jerry, maybe he'll teach you how to be a manager as well. I'd love it. I'd love it. Okay. In in 2002, he started his own recruiting firm, MAC. I guess that's how you say it. MAC Executive Recruiters, M-A-C. It also says Jeff has worked in dozens of verticals. Multiple. And in 2015, he says MAC is on track to bill enough to climb into the top 10% of recruiting firms, I guess, in the United States. What number would that have to be? Is there anything? Go ahead, Jerry. You want to say something? I'm I'm just, as we go along this trail of success, I've just got a question. What number does an agency have to hit to be in the top 10%? Uh, It would have to be over $5 million a year. Um, We're far past that, but I think uh, $5 million takes you into the top 10%. Okay, and uh, I mean you're just guessing, or I, I thought you might know an no, actual no, number. No, 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 no. It, it, it over five million dollars puts you in the top ten percent of okay. billings of all permanent placement recruiting companies. All right. You know, Jeff, you know, sound a little. Jeff sounds a little soft-spoken. I imagine somebody who was going to be whoa. You know what? I forgot the song. He's ready to sing. You're going to sing, aren't you? <laughs> oh, see, no, man, see, now that's you, you've ruined this. Don't do the song. Okay, I'll let Jeff decide. Do you want to sing or not? Well, I'm a horrible singer, but I'm not scared. Okay, then you prove it. I'll sing the first line that we're going to go into the sha-la-la. That's all we're going to do. Do Anybody want to sing Jersey Girl with us? They're all chickens, Jeff, except you. Anybody want to sing who's here? Is it my Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, Tom Waits. 
Okay. Oh, oh. See, if I said Springsteen, he would say it was garbage. Okay, let me go Springsteen on. Springsteen sucks. Okay. No, oh, my no, God. Nothing matters in this whole wide world when you're in love with a Jersey girl. Come on, Jeff. Shala. Shala la 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 la. Very good. Thank you. Jeff, let me ask you a question. Would you ask any one of your staff members or your candidates to change their LinkedIn picture? Um, I would not do that. No. Okay. I would not. Really? Okay. Listen, next question. Not. I'm just going to jump into questions. Is it okay? Because you know, people are excited. They want to hear from you. Is it okay to dump bad job orders? Is it okay to stop working on a job order that's taken a lot of time and isn't showing a decent promise of results? Absolutely, 100%. It's okay to drop bad job orders. Uh huh. There's a guy uh, in England. He's going to say I'm misquoting him. And uh, Mitch, his name is Mitch Sullivan, and he said that contingent recruiters are misrepresenting themselves when they take a job order and they don't tell you that, you know, if it's not going to produce very quickly, they're just going to not work it. That's not misrepresentation, is it? Well, I think you're talking about two different things. I mean, number one, is it a bad job order and it's not real and you're going to drop it? That's okay. If you're committing to a client that you're taking a job order and you don't feel you can get it done fast enough for you to make money, um, that's not okay. You need to be clear with the client, this is something that I'm not going to be successful at. It's something that I don't want to work on, and um, I'm going to you know, let the, the uh, open job order go. Find someone else. Yeah, I'm not clear about what he said. Did you understand that, Jerry? Jerry's gone already. Okay, Jeff, you, you take yes, a job order. You call somebody up. I'm a headhunter. Give me a job. They give you a job. You start working it. You're working it. You're working it. Nobody's interested in moving to their company. I don't know what your you know general stats are, but you get to a point where you think, you know what? How, how long is it going to take for me to, to, to fill this job? I'm not making any money until I fill it, and it's taken me a long time. I don't know if I'm ever going to find somebody they want. I'm going to stop working this and work on something that's better. Do you have to call them back and say, I'm going to finish this off? What's the story? I think there has to be full transparency. Um, I think that uh, if it's a very difficult search um, and you committed to doing it and what you have that found that What does that mean for a are... contingent recruiter? What does it mean for a contingent recruiter, I committed to doing it? Listen, they're you not dialed. Paying, the, they're the, not the... paying you, Jeff. They're not paying you. You're doing it for nothing. Well, then, so are, are you someone who doesn't have any integrity? You're the one who probably dialed the phone asking for the work. Well, you finish off. Go ahead. What do you have to say, and we'll get off this point. I see your no, point. No, okay. I, I, I think that you have to do what you say, and you say what you do. Okay. Let's say someone resigns from your rec- Hey, Animal. Animal, yeah. that's, that's, that's perfect. That's the perfect thing recruiters need to be doing. They need to be telling their customers when, and this is Rebecca, by the way. Yeah. I love your, I love your guest today. He's right on okay. the money. He really okay. is. Tell okay. your customers. 
Yeah, he's not on the money. Uh, I'm going to move on. Look, uh, let's say, but everybody knows his point of view. Let's say someone resigns at your firm, Jeff. This is a real situation from Jerry's Facebook group. Do you pay her the outstanding fees? That Jerry's you owe? Basement Group? What Jerry's kind of slam is that? I'm Look, I work from home, dude. That doesn't mean I'm in a basement. He said your Facebook group, okay? What? Your Facebook group. Wake oh. up. Oh. Okay. It says. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm with you. Okay. Yes, okay. Facebook group. Okay. You've got an employee. Man, it's a hostile Jeff. group. I'm very Jeff. sensitive. I mean, I, we, Animal and I have kind of been through a lot here the last couple of weeks. He starts a lot of fights, and I'm trying to be as mellow as I Hold can on. about it. And I, I thought that that was a slap in the face. Answered. Uh, you know, if Jerry, you keep. Okay. Look. Jeff, you got somebody working for you. She's a big biller, or maybe she's not making a million dollars, but she's a pretty good recruiter. She wants to go work on her own. Are you going to pay her what her fees are when the guarantee is up on her jobs? Because there's some people who threaten not to. And and you're talking about she's going to go start her own recruiting firm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh, uh, if the money's not, if the cash isn't in on the day she leaves, she's not getting the money. Mm. Shocking. Why? Why is it shocking? She made no, the I'm money for you. Why shouldn't she get her cut? Yeah, why wouldn't you pay She her? made the money. I made the money for her. She was able to be an employee here who Ooh. leveraged my company and, and benefited from it, and I'm supposed to reward her Ooh. for starting her own business and to compete against me? It doesn't work like that. Shame on you. Yes, it That's does. That's New Jersey right there. That's yeah. the garbage yeah, business in her? New Jersey. I mean, like a, rec- a recruiter goes out on their own. I mean, wouldn't you want to at least partner with them and, and have a little no. bit of control about where they go? My partners my partners exist, the ones that work on my payroll, not their own. So how Ooh. can anybody – Whoa, can anybody, bam! This guy's good. How, how can anyone go, ever Jeffy. leave your company? How can anyone ever leave your company unless they let their, their pipeline or their funnel go down to nothing so you fire them? Well, what do you mean? They have non-competes. But take the money out of the picture. They have non-competes anyway. They're starting from scratch all the way around. Yeah, they'll go into a different industry. They're not going to compete with you, but they're going to be recruiters working for themselves. Yeah, specifically, let's say, Jeff, the guy makes a couple of placements. He's been a good recruiter the whole time. He says, you know, I'm going to do what you did. I'm going to take the path that you took. I'm starting my own agency. Sure. You're not going to pay him the, the 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 commission on the fees that he placed? Generated? If the money is not in the bank when he leaves, no, I'm not. So can he just sit there and drink coffee until the checks come in? Hey, listen, there's productivity reports every day. You always know when people are slowing down. Well, I mean, I'm just you're saying, describing it... exactly what I did. I left a large firm, the Lucas Group. I was an executive senior partner there. I decided to go out on my yeah. own. I left. The, I left with the the clothes on my back. No one. Yeah, no, I, there it, was money on the table. I uh, believe me. I've I've been there. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. How long did it take you to get good as a recruiter? Now the thing is, you were already a successful businessman, and I think that probably was a factor. How long did it take you to it, get good? Um, it probably took me a full year. I will tell you that when I started in the business, I didn't make a dollar my first five months. Why? Um, I was learning the business. I had fall-offs. I really didn't have my mojo going on. I didn't understand what the clients were looking for. It's a learning process to be good in this business. 
No, no, really. What, is, what, did you not, what did you not know? Sorry, did Mike Cox want to say something there? No, that's uh, Jerry's punch in the gut that you got to take. Yeah, $50,000 punch in the gut. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying he didn't have the skills. Uh, what skills did you lack exactly? You had a fall-off. Was that your fault? Um, I think I could have done a better job. I do think I could have done a better job. Listen, you know, being a great recruiter is not just uh, throwing stuff against the wall and hoping it sticks. I mean, there, there's a whole uh, science to it, literally a science, whether it's taking the right job order form and getting all the details, whether it's taking really detailed candidate data sheets to really understand the things that aren't on the resume. Um, there's a lot of work to it, and it takes time when you don't know the business okay, to really you know, get you know launched. What? We have a rule here. We have a rule here, Jeff. First, I'm going to compliment you before I criticize you, Okay. I want everybody to notice, I didn't take this guy to task for calling on a lousy phone because he was smart enough to call on a good phone, okay? People say I'm a nut because I, I criticize people for calling on lousy phones. He's and lots of other reasons. Yeah, He's a professional. <laughs> he knows yep. what's the show if you can't hear the guy, okay? I can hear him. I can. But number two, we got a rule. Don't be general. Be specific. That's why I asked you, what, could you have done something to reverse that specific uh, fall-off Tell me what exactly How would he remember his fall off? He just remembered. I didn't have to remind him. 25 years ago. Remembered. That's a stupid question. Uh, you know what? God. The, the, truth, the truth of the matter was is that I remember why my first fall off occurred. And it, it was with a, a boat transportation company in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And the candidate uh, did not, or I didn't drill down far enough to find out that his child uh, lived in northern Florida, which I was recruiting him from, and didn't take into account that the relocation down to South Florida to Fort Lauderdale would have been an issue as far as going as far as even court um, for him to go and continue uh, custody of his daughter. And so the deal fell off. What Sweet. should you have asked him? So he what did remember. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm right, Jerry. What 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 did what should you have asked Jeff that you didn't say? Do you have any family issues? Is that like a one line um, that you missed? No, I, I think I should have asked more about his personal side of life. What's going on? You know, does is that he have legal? A significant is that legal? Is that legal? It's listen. It's perfectly okay to ask what their significant other if they're if they have a significant other and what that person might do that could prevent or actually make a relocation occur. Uh huh. Okay. Are so their skills you, transferable? It took you five months to make your first placement. A year to get good. How long did it take you to get into the top ten? Mm, uh, in in my third year, I made it into the top ten. What was it that you were doing that made you that good? I, I'm not following you. Well, I, I think that you mentioned it earlier. Uh, I think that I came to the table financially secure, that it gave me ability that, that others might not have to, uh, listen, I'm never going to care more about someone else's job order than they do themselves. Um, there's There's many facets, facets to it. Um, but uh, I think that I had the confidence and security to be a little bit that's bolder not what I, than That's not others. what I said, by the way. I wasn't talking – I didn't mean that you had a great bank account. I meant that you already knew how to talk to people about business. When you became a recruiter, you had professional experience. You didn't just get out of university. Is that significant? Um, it is definitely significant. 
It's okay. definitely significant, but okay. th- those things are all teachable. They are? Let me ask you another question. I think question. they are. How much of your success is a matter of personality? Uh, probably 70%. You just said it's teachable. You got this personality. Can you teach someone to be like you? I've taught many people to be just like me. Now, uh-huh. listen, you're, you're asking that, but that's the caliber of the people that I hire. Mm, good point. So, okay, you know, hold on. Yeah, if you're asking Derek me about Zeller's hire complaining smart, the show's all over the place. Call in and ask a smart question. Don't criticize me, okay? I want to know why the guy's good. Okay, I'll move on. How do you train people to bill over a million dollars a year? Um, You have to teach them how to multitask, look for the right clients, expand themselves into the clients that they have, and uh, gain market share through existing clients, gain the confidence of the people that you work for, develop a great reputation, um, get things done. That's too high level. Could you do it for anybody or just for certain people? Uh, You need to re-ask the question. Okay. Could you take anybody off the street? It's like a Pygmalion story, my fair lady. Could you take Eliza Doolittle and turn her into a a million-dollar-a-year recruiter? No, you can't. No? No, you can't do it with anybody. What do you got to start with? You have to start with with people that that have some just fundamental qualities, you know, the the social interaction skills, the ability to think quickly on their feet, uh, the ability to understand the different jobs that they're working on. Uh, It's really uh, you have to work from the the ground level all the way up to 10,000 feet and put that big jigsaw puzzle together. Okay. How do you screen people to test if they're quick thinkers? Um, we do personality testing. Um, we oh, really? We run a couple of different tests. Yeah, we do. Uh-huh. What ones do you thing? use? Uh, we use uh, Selexis, and then we also have a proprietary uh, uh, testing model that we use here. Okay. What hey, Animal, could, could, could you get some basics out of the way? I mean, I know we're 21 minutes in, but Go he ahead. hasn't really you told us. You have the question. Jeff. Jeff, Tell us about your agency. How's it? How big is it? How are you structured? I mean, are you full desk people? Are you account management with uh, sourcers? That's the kind of uh, stuff people want to know. Not this crap about how do you know if somebody's going to be a star. That's I'm getting pissed off, and I shouldn't be. I'm sorry. What is it that you guys want to know? You guys are, are stepping over each other all day. Yeah, I know. Get, I know. Ask me a, ask me a question. I, I will if Animal won't butt in. I'll let, I'll let you ask him a question. All right, how many recruiters do you have? A hundred. That's all I need to know. One hundred recruiters. That's unbelievable. What's a what's the culture of your company? Uh, it's very, very, very family oriented, even at the that size mean? that it is. What does that mean, family oriented? Uh, we all care about each other. We fight with each other like brothers and sisters. We laugh at each other like brothers and sisters. We drink together like brothers and sisters. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And, and no one's uh-huh. allowed to upset that apple cart. Uh-huh. And nobody, and when they leave, we treat them like family and we don't pay them out. That's exactly <laughs> it, with the will. With the will. i got to tell you, that's, that's the sticking point for the whole show. Okay, so here's the thing. With your clients... You you say in in on your website that you you have the first thing you do in a search is is try to understand the company is culture a, an important part of that? Do you try to understand the culture of your company, the client companies. 
Oh, very much so. Deeply, to the point, uh, I I mean, I myself, new clients, uh, I get on a plane and I go to the the new client once we get them on board. And and I get to uh, interact with them and find out what it is that they're trying to do, what the personality is, what would be the selling points for the candidates that would entice them to go there. And sometimes they're not good companies. Um, So, you know, we it's not... Uh, we're not a typical recruiting company that dials for dollars, get somebody on the phone that says yes, and and then we we throw stuff at them. Um, so you we, you reject we, you reject clients who you don't think are, are good companies. Is that what you're saying? I I have done that. Yes. No, no, it doesn't sound like what you said before. It sounded like it was a regular thing. You don't like the company after you've been there a day or two. You say sorry, goodbye. Is that what you're telling me? Um, I said that that has happened. Um, well, listen, do, would anybody want to spend time with people they don't want to work with? There you has know what? Been They're extreme... the guys who need recruiters. They're the guys who need recruiters, the lousy companies. They're the guys who need you to sell them, not falsely. Just sell them. But let me come back for a second. When I asked you the culture of your company, what did you tell me? Oh, we're family-oriented. We're nice to each other. That's not a description that a recruiter can work with. What does it mean with this culture thing? I want to know if you break it down to something specific or if it's really general like that, which is my experience. Sure. Um, So uh, an instance would be, listen, every morning, every morning, there's a morning meeting where we regroup everyone together, uh, find out what's going on for the day, what needs to be addressed, what's talked about. Sometimes it's celebration. Sometimes there's issues that need to be uh, addressed, but together as a family. I I misled you. I didn't make it clear. I'm trying to find out, like just like when I asked you what your culture was, and I'll move on if we're going to get stuck on this. I asked you what your culture is. You gave me a, a throwaway line, even if it's true. How do you get more than that from your clients, or do you really want? If they say we're family oriented, is that enough? Oh no, I I qualify the clients as far as where they stand in the industry, what outsiders are looking and, and saying about them. Um, there, there's many different parts. No, no, culture. Um, uh, culture. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Okay. Well, what you're making I me feel you? like I'm not answering your question, and I don't no, want to I mean, do that. I'm not answering the question, okay? Now, Jeff, so you were doing it. Hold on. Hold on. Jeff was doing a fine job of describing the culture. First, he was kind of wide with, we're a family. Next thing you know, you said, clarify it. He was. He said, well, we start off every day with a meeting. We discuss, And he just jumped right in and said, that's not it. He was yeah, doing okay. a fine job. Okay. Let people okay. answer these damn questions or yeah. stop asking questions. Does anybody else have a question? Okay. Anybody else that do better than me? Rebecca? Mike Cox? Whoever else is here? I'm opening more lines. Who's on the phone that is not even really connected to us? Who's beeping in and out? I don't know. Somebody on a bad phone. Okay. Jeff. You know, how can, how can a recruiter have that kind of a crap no, connection? I want, I want to finish uh, addressing what your previous question was when you talk about the clients we bring on board. Some of the questions we ask are, you know, why should someone work for your company? Rumors, good or bad. Why not work for your competition? Rumors, good or bad. Uh, What are the four most important things you and your company have to attract a qualified candidate? What is special or unique about you, your company, or your opportunity? These are all things that are done in the qualifying process when clients are coming on board. I'm thinking that addresses what you're looking for as far as drilling down far. 
Um, uh-huh. it, 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 am I touching on, on it or am I? No, no, let's move on. I'm wrecking the show, okay? I'm wrecking the show. I'll take responsibility. Here's everybody's favorite question. How many people did you recruit on Twitter last year? I didn't recruit any off of Twitter. Did anybody in your office recruit anybody from Twitter? To the best of my knowledge, no one has. That's not what really? clients pay us to do. Really? That's so 100 recruiters not getting crap. <laughs> that's you don't that's know how your next that 100 is, shows answering zero, animal. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? If you read every recruiting article, they're all saying social media. That's where you're recruiting. And here's a guy with 100 people in his office, and Twitter's just not that significant. Jeff, what how many of those people are recruiters? Uh, 64. Okay, and are are they all full desk people, or do you they have are. account management? They are. Okay. No, you break. I read your website, Jeff. It says you break into recruiting teams. There's a client uh, relations person. There's a industry expert, and there's a researcher. Right. Well, whether you want to call it a client relations, a, a, a global account manager, there are people above the 64 people that lead their teams, but they all run a full desk. Okay, so the people on the phone with the customer are also back at their desk recruiting? Correct. Okay. 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 Jeff, what what do you what do you think? I mean, you're a trainer of super recruiters, right? And we we're just not connecting. What should I be asking you? What do you want to tell the audience here? What would you ask um, you if you were me? Um, I I would ask you about, but I I don't think I'm being specific enough for you. I mean, what it takes to run a successful firm. Um, you know, it doesn't seem that uh, my responses are, are are getting you to where you want to be. Um, look, look, Jeff. Know. Let me put it this way: your partner's on next week. You don't want him to look better than you, okay? <laughs> oh, he could never look better than me. He could never look what better is, than me. What does it take? Go ahead. You tell us. What does it take I, to run a successful firm? And yeah, I'll, I'll that's the stuff it. I want to know, dude, okay. because we've got a guy running a major staffing firm, and we're sitting here asking – I shouldn't say we. You are asking him about dumbass culture questions and do you fire a client. This guy – don't blow it, animal. You've got another half an hour. Don't blow okay. it. Go ahead, Jeff. Tell us. Uh, you know, I think that you have to be able to associate yourself with all different levels of people in all different organizations. Um, you know, there's opportunities that are presented uh, to, to recruiters uh, on a daily basis. Some are the right way. You talk about, you know, making money. Listen, a recruiter is a professional person. To me, there's no difference between your lawyer, your doctor, and your recruiter. And a person who's running a desk has to treat their desk as a professional environment. So they have to determine almost reverse logistics. How much money do you want to make this year? Okay, you want to make $200,000? Breaks down to what? About $100 an hour. Okay, when you're on the phone doing your tasks and it's, it's worth, uh, what, uh, almost $2 a minute, everything that you do every minute of the day has to have value. Are you going to pick up the phone and waste 20 minutes and take $40 or, or $60 out of your pocket for that phone call, or are you going to be on a phone call that has a return on investment? 
That's the way you have to think about your desk when you're an executive recruiter. Okay, let Every me ask you a specific of- question. Let me ask you a specific question. I read an article by Rachel somebody or other at uh, Yahoo. She's a recruiter there. She says before she contacts somebody when she's you know recruiting people, she does a lot of research about them and puts it into an email. She'll look and see if they've got a blog or if they've commented on some kind of site, and she'll refer to that. Uh, and she said the more customized the email is, the better her response. Sounds to me like it takes quite a while to put one of those emails together. In terms of this time management that you're talking about now, is that worthwhile? Is that what you encourage your people to do? Or do you just get on the phone and call based on a LinkedIn profile or, or a title? No, I think that the, the screening process, in order to determine even to make that call, that you do have to do due diligence on that. Here, here's the problem with the world, the executive recruiting world today, and that is this, and I tell every one of my employees this, whether it's doing a business development uh, call, well, it's not a call, if you want to send an email to a client or a potential client or even a potential candidate, okay? I have never seen a hand come through a computer monitor and hand somebody a check. I've never seen a fee agreement signed that was, came out of the computer monitor. Pick up the phone, call, and talk to people. That's the part of this art of executive recruiting that's being lost daily because people seem to think that technology, even you mentioned Twitter, okay, technology is going to make them make the money. That is not how it works. Yeah, Yeah. okay. But what about, you say, how much time you put into researching a person before you – be, before you call them like usually i think it's enough if you find they're in the right company and they've got a good title then you call them up if you if you can find a profile online fine but otherwise find out once you're talking to them lots of people are saying that's bad find out as much as you can before you call them i don't buy into that there's three things that can happen four things that can happen on the phone call right one the guy is qualified two he may know somebody who is qualified Three, he can become a, a potential client. Or, or four, you, you just move on. It's the, the four things. All the things you're talking about, this preparation and due diligence, pick up the phone and call the people. Okay, but they're always saying as well, I'm just telling you what I'm reading, but they always say, these recruiters are calling me and they didn't do a lot of research and they called me about a position that I wouldn't be happy about. Like, so what? We'll find out when we talk to you. That's my position. Is that your position as well, or do they have a it legitimate is my complaint? Position. Okay. No, good. I, 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 it is my position as well. Okay. Are you good at getting referrals from people you just met? I really met? am. How? I really am. How? Um, I, I don't, I don't know whether it's voice inflection, charm, my beautiful good looks. Um, if they meet me face to face, but. Uh, I'm always able to get some kind uh, – not always. It's not 100%. I'm very fortunate that I do get a lot of referrals. Where are your customers uh, located, Jeff? We're global. Um, I have an office in London. I have an office in Saudi Arabia. um, And then I have one in Canada and six in the United States. Wow. Um, Jerry, you have but, anything else to follow up? I'm, I'm just going to have to start to, uh, to start a fan club here. I don't, I don't, uh-huh. need any, uh-huh. I don't have to ask uh-huh. any questions. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I, I'm just trying to get some perspective here, dude. This is a global guy, offices in multiple locations, and we're asking him stupid questions. 
Why are they stupid? Uh, They're nitty gritty questions. Did I'm you play somebody on Twitter? Like Come on. Chef. What is Twitter? Let me turn questions? that around. What has Twitter done for you? You Nothing. seem to be a huge fan of Twitter. Well, what has Twitter done for you? Uh, you're talking to me personally. Uh, nothing. It's a waste of what time. I've said that for years. <laughs> I, that's how I get people to come to listen to the show. I announce the show on Twitter, and I enjoy oh, it. Oh. It's a pastime. The same but, ten but here's, people. Here's my here's my point, Jeff. <laughs> did you I'm, just say I like, the same I, ten people? Yeah, yes, I like I to read articles about recruiting, and then when they, they sound like nonsense, I like to bounce them off guys like you to see if you agree with what the articles are saying, uh, or if, if you say, hey, that doesn't make any sense in the real world. So I'm the only guy. The people who listen to this show are the only people in the world who can read articles about social recruiting and say that's nonsense because we ask real people. Now, I get criticized for asking these nitty-gritty questions, but that's the truth about what's going on, okay? So that's why I, uh, that's why I asked you the question about Twitter. That's why I asked about Facebook. I can ask you about GitHub and all those other social sites. I've got, I've got another question. Let's say here in, here in the States, Jeff, what what yeah. is your expectation for a new hire? Uh, uh, back as far as, do, are you hiring experienced recruiters, or do you hire non-recruiters and train them? We hire both, but my preference is to hire non-recruiters and train them. Wow. Okay. Why why is that? Because they bring no bad habits to the table. They yeah, can take gotcha. all the knowledge and power that we have here. I mean, we have a full blown training. Uh, person here. We have a on, on staff, full time, uh, executive coach. We offer things through our company that 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 most mm-hmm. others don't. The training they get from here is remarkable. Do you look for a background in sales, or I mean, what's the, what's the key experience that they have to have, even for the new hire, no experience uh, position? I, I'll tell you a model and. It, it, it's not like it's so secretive or proprietary. Yeah. I look for someone that's a college graduate that has either done one or two things through high school or college, and that is either work to help support their career or been involved in organized sports. They're a team player. I look for them to go out into the workforce for three to five years doing uh, hard jobs, uh, things okay. that you know you, you you have to work your way up through a ladder, and that that model is a great model for me. Um, those people end up being successful okay. so far. All right, and then so what's the first ninety days like then? Yeah, that's what I was just getting ready to ask. I'll let you ask first, that, Dale. The first ninety <laughs> days. Well, certainly the first thirty days is almost full time training. They're getting all the fundamentals. I I tell them all, listen, I'm Mr. Miyagi and you're the karate kid, all right? I'm going to tell you to put wax on and wax off, and you're going to go, why is he making me do this every day? But eventually, as time goes by, uh, all the pieces fit together. Um, And the the training lasts for 90 days here at our firm to really get launched. When do you put them on the phone? Uh, They start getting on the phone in the second week. But okay. it's only to learn fundamentals. It's not like they're running a desk. Uh, they, so they you don't, don't have them out just calling new customers and trying to do uh, make make placements on day day three. Then, like most, no, agencies. they lose their credibility really quickly. There you you get somebody on the phone who can ask them some questions, and it just backs them up, and they stutter, and the guy goes, "Yeah, yep. I wish you the best of luck, but I'm not moving forward." Do you wash people out in training? You see that they're not going to make it in that first 90 days based on how they're responding to the training? I do. I do. 
What percentage I do you think? Half. We wash out. We wash out fifty percent. Okay. We wash out fifty percent. What do you ask it's people to get business. the referral? What do you ask people to get the referral? That's what oh, I want to know. I referral go. for a candidate or referral for business? For a candidate. Um, you call the, hold on, what, before you answer that, Jeff, can I ask, Animal, what made you think that Alejandro and I weren't asking valuable questions, that you then had to come in and say, role play a referral? God. Okay. You, uh, there's a lot of people on the line. Who wants to hear about how he gets referrals and who wants to hear about how he trains his staff? There's a lot of people here. Speak up. It's open. Train Line's staff. open. What? No, the thing staff. is, a lot of people are talking about how there's a shortage of good recruiters. And there's a, always this uh, conversation going on about how recruiters are calling. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. And now there's a talent shortage out there. And here's somebody talking about how he gets his workforce up and running. I mean, why wouldn't we explore that? That's yeah. definitely a great question. Yeah. Go know, ahead. Finding out how Go he's ahead. running his business and where he's going is perfect. Go ahead. So thanks, everybody. Animal, come on, man. I'm trying to save this show for you, dude. You're asking a guy with 100 employees around the globe if he recruits on Twitter. You know what? What he says to referral somebody. Come on, man. You know what? A guy guy who's training people to be big billers, a million-dollar billers, I want to hear what he teaches them, okay? But go ahead. You you ask your question. I thought we were. I thought we were. Uh, I'm just curious how it can be a family business if you're firing 50% of your new hires within 90 days. But that's just me. You can't have a family unless you choose the members. Most families hate each other. They're not very familial. I can understand that. Newman, are you saying that you can't tell within – geez, I don't even know if it takes 90 days. You know if somebody's got the balls and the energy to be a recruiter. You can tell from the first week that they picked uh, up a phone. I think you can tell from the first day that you hire them whether they're going to come in and be lazy, not listen to what's being told. Uh, so what's your problem with that? Uh, what's your problem with cutting people out, family or not? Uh, I think just fifty percent sounds ridiculous. It sounds very, very high to me, and I think one of the issues, uh, you know, Michael mentioned it before. He said, the people who listen to the show are the people who are reading the articles. I think one of the issues we have as an industry, what our reputation is, is hundreds of 24-year-olds who can't tell they're behind from their elbow getting on the phone making calls no matter how good their training is. And uh, Jeff, let's respond to that. Well, I think that that's, uh, you say it's not family because you wash people out. I think it actually is family by letting someone and sitting with them in the face and, and saying, listen, this business is not for you. Don't waste another day of your life being involved in this. Go find something else that you're better at that's a better career for you. And to me, that is family. Deliver okay, let me ask a favor. Let me ask a question. I got a question. I got a question. 50%. Of a high, you know, positive hire rate is pretty bad. Is it because you're taking inexperienced people, and if you were actually hiring experienced recruiters, that you would you would make better hires? Because you're making bad hires. That's what, a lot of bad hires. That's what yeah, Jeff, you don't, I, I don't Jeff. agree with that statement at all. I don't agree with that at all because in recruiting, in general, nine out of ten don't make it a year. Exactly. If I have if I have five out of ten that make it a year, I'm far ahead of the curve. Yeah. So are good recruiters somewhat born, 
or are they made? In other words, you're looking for those people who are going to intuitively get it and know how to hustle and kind of be slick. So perhaps the other option, that? not born or made, maybe it's are they found? Or mentored or trained. Yeah, 50%. Animal, that's only during the first 90 days. By the end of that first year, I, I would imagine there's only one, maybe two, of the, of the group of 10 even left. Not I mean, in my company. Not in mine. It's more. it's more. If you're getting rid of half, then you're saying the other half stays? Was that you, Jeff, I'm, or was that somebody else? No, that was Jeff. Um, I'm saying that over the course of the rest of the remaining year, one may fall off. We end up keeping four out of ten. That's not bad, then. Do you think if you tightened up your interviewing process with the candidates, with the people you're bringing in, that you might get a higher rate? I'm just curious. Like what No, it, it's around? a very tight process. You know, my mindset is, and, and I'm saying my, but I mean we have a team who, who's involved in this process. We We don't sit there. I was I was speaking at the National Diversity Conference last week and I heard someone say this and, and it is really the way we work. And that is this. We don't sit there and go, you know, I think we might be able to do something with him. You know, it, I, it, there's something there that gives me this vibe inside. That's BS. All right? Mm -hmm. What you do is you, you you're sitting across from someone and you go, you know what? They got it. They got what we're looking for. Um, th there's a dynamic to them that's appropriate for this business. This is someone who I don't want to leave the office unless we talk to them about joining. Those are the people that get hired. We don't just fill seats. Yeah, I love it, man. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. You sound like Danny DeVito, just not quite as hoarse, but that's how you talk. Okay, people say that recruiting is all about relationships. I don't agree. Do you? Uh, I totally agree that recruiting is 100% about relationships. Animal, yeah. why, could you, why would you disagree with that? Are you serious? Because, because you also agree with me, Jerry, that recruiting, no, is, transact recruiting is transactional. You're a guy who – It's about relationships with your look, customers, dude. That is okay. my sole purpose in life is my uh -huh. customers and the relationships with those customers. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you do you think that my customers? Do you think my customers who work with Amanda Andrews in my company work because the name on the door is Mac Recruiters, or they work because Amanda Andrews does all the things that they request of her and makes the, the fills the positions? Because if you think it's because the name of the company, you really should look for another uh, radio show. Uh-huh. Well, you didn't understand my question, Jeff, and neither did Jerry, but I understand that, okay? You be no, I did. I most certainly understood. No, you're you asking didn't. what if you, is, if you is, be quiet Are we in a relationship business? And you said if, no. If you'll be quiet for a second, I can't. let me explain, okay? That's the problem with generalizations. It's hard to know exactly what the person means. We call people up who we never talked to before, uh, and it's pretty much, you know, if, are you suitable for this position? No. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. And even if you are, okay, let's work together for the next two months or two weeks, however long it takes to fill this position, and then we're finished. And I know Jerry has said on this show that he's got nothing in common with the vast majority of the candidates he places. You well, know, of course. That is absolutely correct. He's yeah, so he's not trying to using, pretend. No, hey. You're not letting me finish. You're not trying to pretend you've got a relationship with these people. You're not worried about building a, a, a lasting rapport with them. You just want to do business with them. 
Just like your doctor does business. Your problem is the word relationship. The relationship isn't, you know, it doesn't have to be a lifelong relationship. It has to be a partnership where you're working on this particular business situation. Well, how about just professional and courteous? The relationship is with your customers. The relationship is built when somebody sends me a check. Uh-huh. Okay. Can I ask Jeff, the candidate a question, or can I ask the guest a question? Go ahead, Rebecca. Over the next five years, where are you going to be growing your business? Uh, internationally. What um, countries? Uh, uh, we will. Uh, the Middle East will become a bigger and bigger part. We're very fortunate, and, and that's a great story for for your businesses uh, or your listeners. Um, but the, the Middle East will become a larger and larger portion. Of, How of, it's a mess. How can you have recruiting there? How can you recruit people to work in the Middle East? Because you're in energy situation. Um, part of our business is in energy, but it is not only energy. Um, it's also in other areas. But we do are have a large. Are you called into China at all? Um, we are. One of our clients is moving uh, into China and has asked us if we will assist them in Shanghai. But we are not currently working there right now. Okay. What about what I said about relationships? It's 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 a it's a, a call. It's not a long term relationship. Does it? Do you mean it's a, a business of short term relationships? So I, I mean I, I'm not sure, and I'm going to ask for you to elaborate a little more. If you're talking about hey, you talk to a candidate and you talk to them about an opportunity, and they're not the right fit, and of course you get their resume for maybe future opportunities, but does anything happen past that? Uh, the answer is probably no. There's not a lot that we have to offer them. Uh, at that point in time. Uh-huh. Now, if uh-huh. you're talking about people that we make placements with, yes, we develop relationships. We have a quality control program that uh, is, is very intensive after they're, they're hired by a client um, for the first 90 days, and then we have yearly check-ins with them to keep in contact, see how things are going, um, and, and we take great pride in that quality control program. What if someone so after it, 90 days, they tell you, Jeff, I'm not happy here. It's not. You know, the candidate says, I don't like it. Um, we try to find out the reasons why. Is it due to the client not doing something? Is it due to the candidate, something going on in their world? Or was it just not a right fit? Um, and then we try to be one of the things. You ask why we're successful. We're extremely transparent. We have the relationships with the clients where we are very comfortable in going back saying, listen, we just want you to know this is what's going on. Is there anything we can do to get this resolved? And quite honestly, most of the time it's, it's just a matter of people communicating, and we do get it resolved. Really? So usually if people aren't happy you know, during the onboarding process or in the early days of the job, it's it's something that can be mediated. It's not a fundamental problem. Is that what you just said? I, I did just say that, and I truly believe that. Okay. So you've told us the important things so far that I've heard you say in recruiting are time management. It's essential. And now transparency with your clients. That's also essential. Any Correct. other uh, building blocks that you want to talk about? Personality? I, I you that... It's pretty well said personality, too. Only certain people um, who you say, that's a guy I, I want here. You know, in, in, what I try to train and mentor and instill in my people is this, is that when you develop a relationship with a client, your job is not to talk about 
or dial the phone to go, what do you have for me today? And it's a two-minute phone call. Your job is to get to know your clients, to get to know the intimate details. Their kid plays baseball. Uh, the wife is a marathon runner. Uh, they like race cars or whatever. And your conversations really, if you're on the phone for 15 minutes, 10 minutes of it is talking about everything but business. The remainder of the time, you can, of course, transition the conversation into, hey, I was just checking in. I had you on my calendar. I know you mentioned there was maybe some work coming up. Uh, what, what's going on? Um, but I think many, many recruiters uh, get to be known as headhunters uh, and flesh peddlers because it's all about, hey, uh, just call on the check-in. What, what jobs you got? Nothing? Thanks a lot. See you later. Bye. Um, it's your job to know your clients. Mm-hmm. You know what? But isn't that kind of mercenary? Remember, I can't remember that guy Joe something or other. He was the most, the biggest car salesman, and he would always have balloons for the kids and and play with them, and all that stuff was just uh, geared to ingratiate his uh, clients, potential clients, to him. So people know, people 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 they can see through it. That's my opinion. Am I wrong about that? Well, I, I don't know whether you're insinuating that the things that I do aren't heartfelt and that people should be able to see through that um, because that's not, that's not the truth, and my clients know that um, from, from the very start. Uh-huh. Listen, well, but, I, I'm a hugger, man. I go and see my uh-huh. clients when I'm leaving. I, I give them a hug goodbye. Yeah, um, man. I don't shake their hands or, or anything like that. I become a partner to my clients. I'm not a recruiter. Jeff, I've just got to tell you. That is such a foreign concept for for our host <laughs> that uh, you, you I don't really know that need he to was ever hugged. What's that? I don't know that he was ever hugged. I even tried, as a baby. Hey, I tried to hug him and he freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> remember you that know but I, Jerry, to this I day, no, I don't you remember owe me that. I remember, a hug. I remember sitting beside you at dinner, and you barely said a word to me. I know you off uh, off the social media and the phone, but Jerry, I know, says he's got nothing in common with the vast majority of his candidates. So why True. pretend? Okay. Why pretend? That's what we're talking about. And Jerry yeah. sounds like he agrees with me. <laughs> no, man. Uh, I, I guess if you're pretending, that would be a valid statement. I don't pretend. I genuinely uh-huh. care. I come okay. from nothing. Uh-huh. Animal, you're mixing, you're mixing how you need to develop relationships with customers and the interaction we have on a daily or weekly basis with the talent community. Uh-huh. I'm not here to make friends with everybody that's ever programmed in C-sharp. Uh-huh. But I can okay. be respectful and not waste their time uh-huh. and make sure that their experience with me is good enough that the next time I connect, whether it's an email or a phone call or in any fashion, that they recall pleasant things about that interchange and not, what an asshole. Uh-huh. I'm not okay, calling that guy I understand, I understand Jeff better now. I want to ask him at least one more question before the time's up. So, Jeff, what about persuading people to change their minds? If you present someone with a position, he or she goes out to two or three interviews, the company wants to make them an offer. They say, you know, Jeff, I don't think it's for me. If you think it's good, will you try to persuade them to take that job? 
I will, but I don't think that I have to try to fight for it. And fight may be a strong word compared to what you're saying at the end. The whole purpose of getting all the details about what candidates are looking for, what they're unhappy about, what their family is looking for, happens in the very, very beginning. So when someone at the end, and remember, we're, we're walking through this this battlefield together. We're not leaving the candidate out there to go, hey, you got an interview scheduled on Thursday at 2 talk to you when they want to do one again. We're, we're constantly in contact and keeping everything warm and, and nice. But the, mm. the data that you get in the very beginning allows you to sometimes refresh their memory on the things that they may have forgotten by the end of the process. Okay. So in other words, Joe, you remember you told me you want this, you want that, you want that, you want that. How can you tell me now you're not interested in the job? We're getting you all those things. Is that essentially what you're saying? Yeah, but there's other – the answer is yes, but there's other parts to it. And, you know, hey, listen, what promises that your company made to you right now haven't they kept, and why are you looking for this? Or, you know, listen, uh, you told me that you wanted to spend more time with your family. You're on uh, 80% travel right now. This has 10%. Uh, these things don't matter any longer. You know, they're not a factor in your decision. And sometimes you have to just refresh and bring them back to the pain points that they expressed to you in the beginning. And that works. It does work. Now, I'm certainly not going to say it works 100% of the time. Sometimes people make a decision or things change. Um, it could be a relocation and a family member gets sick, right? There's nothing you can say uh, that's going to make them leave the local area if mom or dad has become ill. I mean, it's not uh -huh. going to happen. Uh -huh. And you move okay. on. You wish them that's the best. They're locked, in. they're locked in all of a sudden. You know, I'm, I'm, I think I've determined here that really the only difference between Jeff and I, Jeff and me, is uh – -huh. About ninety-six recruiters, and, <laughs> and and I think four or five other offices around the globe. Other uh -huh. than that, he and I are damn near peas in a pod. Uh huh. Well, Jerry, you said you never try to persuade anyone to change your mind. That's why I asked him. That yeah, question. pretty much. Yeah, when someone's not moving ahead, they're not moving ahead. That's not to uh -huh. say that I won't go back over some of the things to see. Hey. Where did we miss here? I, I thought this met those those key issues we talked about, uh -huh. and explore whatever whatever light there might be at the end of any of those tunnels. I'm not uh -huh. an idiot, but uh -huh. once I've determined that somebody's not moving ahead, then they're not. Okay. You, on the just, other hand, uh, must be in Canada. You just badger people into a corner and say, "Hey, they said they wanted to do this, so they have to." Uh -huh. I don't know how well that works out for you, but what about I, I'm able to read the smoke signals, dude, uh -huh. and, what and about spend my time. A client, what? Jeff, Jeff, Chappie, will you yes, do, sir. will you, will you, if the client says, you know, uh, if you think your client, your candidate's really good, the client says kind of young or something like that, will you try to change his or her mind? I do many, many things to try to create the right picture for the client to want to do the deal, which sometimes even includes financial contribution to make the deal work. What does that mean exactly? A bonus? You'll pay well, a bonus? Um, so sometimes that we have stepped up to the plate if we're a couple of thousand dollars away and it's the right person for the right client and they they have a track record of success for us and we have to uh, contribute a little bit of money out of the fee in order to make the deal close. I'm absolutely uh -huh. willing to do that for the betterment of my client. But wouldn't no? That's not what he's talking about. Animal's talking about the customer doesn't want to hire the person. You're talking about they'd like to hire somebody but can't afford them. 
So I think maybe um, that was a mis misinterpretation there. If your customer well, I mean, interviews your candidate and they say no, they're not qualified, but you think they are, will you badger them upside down like Animal does? No, I believe my mindset is is that they're paying me to do a service, oh. and the fees the fees are substantial, and that I'm supposed to provide to the client what they want, not what I want for them. Huh. Okay. Amazing. My final question, because the time's up. I'd like Amazing. you to come back. I think it was a good interview, even though it wasn't happy. Uh, and I think you have a lot more to tell us. If you want to come back in a month or so, I'd be happy to bring you back. But let me ask you this thing. We didn't even ask you, are you working retained searches primarily or contingent searches? We work uh, three. We, we have three levels. We have contingency, we have engaged, and we have retained. Uh-huh. Do you do okay. any contracting? We do very little contracting, and it's more as a favor to our clients that have a need. Um, but that's not that, that's not what's sexy to me. Sexy is permanent placement. Yeah, you know, you know what John Sumser said: calling something sexy is a microaggression. I personally, I don't agree. I don't agree. But Jeff, is there anything you'd like to say? The show's over. It went really fast for me. Is there anything you want to say as a parting word? You guys have been absolutely charming, and if you want me back, just let me know when, and I'm there for you whenever you need me. Okay, Jeff! Thanks, Jeff. Sorry, animal. Am I supposed to hang up now? Unfortunately, because you're a wealth of knowledge, Jeff, and I'm afraid that Animal blew the first half an hour with such a resource on the phone. However, yeah, now now we're going to critique the show. Don't worry. If you want to come back, I want you back, okay? So I'll be in touch with your people. I'll be in touch with your people. You got it, buddy. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great day. Thanks. 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 Bye. Bye. You know... Sometimes we we have we have greatness in our midst and we blow it. Okay, I don't I don't want to know what this guy's doing on Twitter. Obviously, whatever he's doing is the right thing to be doing. Way to go, animal! Gosh. <laughs> and so Alejandro and I are finally getting getting some scoop from this guy, right? Animal didn't like it. What do you think about culture or whatever? I don't even know what what question he thought was far more important than how do you hire, how do you train, how do you know if somebody's going to make it in this business? How's that determined? Jumps right in. Wait a minute. Do you ever talk to HR? Or I mean, what, what did he say? What was that stupid question? God, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jerry, Jerry can you hear me? Uh, who is this? This is Lee. Um... Lee uh, Harvey Oswald? Uh, uh, no, no, Lee Candioti. Uh, we've spoken a few times before, not recently. How How's it going, Lee? It's going fine. Uh, I, I just have a couple of uh, just quick observations to make. Yeah, lay it uh, on, man. I, I, I've been, you know, recruiting for 30-plus some odd years, uh, you know, and I do a combination of contingency and retainer. I started out as a contingency re- recruiter, did a lot of retainer, and then I'm kind of doing a mishmash of it now on my own. Uh, and and I think there, there's two things here that occur to me about about animal and uh, yeah. why why you're having the difficulties that you're having. One is that 
Has Animal ever actually been a recruiter for any significant period of time? That's an excellent question. And I I can't personally say yes or no. I mean, we've talked about recruiting. I, I, well, part, part, you know, I, I'm, I'm just speculating here that um, maybe the reason why he's asking such dumb questions or irrele- yep. irrelevant questions is because he really hasn't been a recruiter, so he really know. doesn't know what it's like. And when, when somebody gives him an answer, when, a, when a real recruiter yeah. who's actually been in the trenches and has, has actually done it for the profession for five years or more, and uh, it gives him a real straight uh, response answer, and he blows it off as not being. Uh, uh, yeah, like right answer or, he can't or, even or picture it. He, it, it. It rings no bell with him because he's he's never walked right. down that road, Lee. Exactly. The other I'm thing is, is that the other thing is is that I'm not sure, and I don't want to be too derogative here, but none of us do. He he he, he just seems to me that that he only thinks in. Uh, he 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 lives and and talks in a two dimensional world <clears throat> where everybody else is in a three dimensional world. And well, it, I think and, what you're getting is. And we see this, in, and I'm sorry to jump in here, it's Rebecca. I think what you're getting is Animal probably runs a desk, but there's a huge difference between uh, a person running a desk and a person running an organization. And when you start to hire, the questions start to get different. I think it's, I think it's actually a person who used to run a desk in the old days. Okay, I mean, there's a little further d- d- disclaimer there. That, that I, think oh, I, I just think he has very... Bizarre, uh, bizarre, uh, uh, bizarre uh, uh, orientation as to what this business really is and what it's about. I like that. Animal, bizarre orientation. I, 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 I think he's completely out of touch with what what it is that we actually do. You know, it's one thing. It, you know, if you were to, it, it's almost like he's a just a data bank where he it takes in all this information from all these different articles that he reads in all kinds of whatever resources he gets them from, whether it be social or otherwise. Any, any, and on one hand, I, I get that he really cares about this. I get that he really wants to, 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 uh, to do something. To he's offer. passionate. A good guess, good questions that are meaningful, but they wind up they wind up turning to be really dumb, irrelevant, uh, irrelevant. Uh, yes. uh, look, let's face it. Here, this guy was a hundred recruiters and salespeople, yeah, offices well, in uh, Canada, Saudi Arabia, wherever. That guy has a lot of information, and more more than only people who have an agency that they want to grow bigger. I think it he had info for just your regular recruiters. He's trained enough people. Enough people have been successful because of his leadership that we could have I mean a lot of stuff we could have found out. Right. Culture? Do you fire well, a client? Come on, animal. I think God. some of it had to do with game plan going in. And when things started going off the rails, it, it it's a linear type situation where he's looking at question after question after question. But he should have known that this guy... It's not always the easiest to divert from your game plan once you've gone in, you know, in defense of Animal, but that's just something to look at. If I'm talking to a guy that's got 100 recruiters in multiple offices, I want to know how'd he get there. Right. That's all all I want to know. Not not necessarily because that's what I want to do. That's a story. That's a... Hey, that's very cool. Not how long did it take before you knew you were good. 
Well, you know, there, there's, there's, he also misinterprets things very quickly and very easily and draws these bizarre uh, responses. Lee, like, have like you had any uh, personal run-ins with Animal over the years? Uh, very limited. Do you know very him? Do you know the man? No, I don't. No, I don't. I've never met him. All I, you know, um, uh, one time after uh, a session when I was participating, uh, he called me up and asked me if I'd like to be on the show or something, and he yeah. sent me a couple of follow-up emails and confirmed uh, and said it would be in two weeks, but I never heard back from him. So, so he left uh, you hanging. Whatever, whatever. But, huh. uh, but and that's not being, and that's not why I'm saying these things. Okay, uh, I just all I'm, all I'm really saying is that is, is I think like for example, last week was a great was a was a great session. Loved with the, the 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 sorcerer lady, uh, yep. she was she was fabulous, and uh, and I think part of the not, not only because she was good, but also because of the fact that uh, he didn't get in her way too much, uh, it made it a, a pretty good session. This guy, mm-hmm. uh, J- Jeff, uh, as as you said, has done a really incredible job of building quite a firm. If he's got a hundred plus recruiters in you know, five, six uh, domestic and some international locations, and um, and uh, you know how he went about doing that would be very, you know, yep. great to know. So, on uh, a scale but, of zero to a hundred, what score would you give this show for the day? All, all, all thoughts combined, give it an Olympic score. Uh, I'd give it maybe a forty-five. Mm-hmm. That's what I was afraid of. Uh, you know, because uh, he just, you know, this is a, this is a, this is a good guy who's really. Uh, uh, Jeff is a really good guy. Has really built a, a, a if he's got a hundred plus recruiters in all these different locations, he's done a really good job of doing that. Okay, and uh, um, yeah. I, I just think that Animal asks a bunch of really stupid questions, yeah. redundant stupid questions, and and, and in fact. Uh, it got in the way of, of uh, asking some, you know, when when people like you and other people wanted to ask meaningful questions, they were, he just kind of like, he just kind of like yeah. dipped on it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm sure that this feedback, though it's hard for him to hear, he needs this feedback. Well, you know, it's one thing if you want to be a, per, you know, I, I understand he's also got his own little personal style and his own little personal yeah. uh uh, Mo, and he likes to act like he's a screaming baby child uh, who who has to be pacified right away, and all that other kind of stuff. And that's fine if that's his mo. And I'm not going to make any judgments about that. But it really gets in the way of getting something done here, especially if he wants. If if he's really interested in having a meaningful show that lots of recruiters listen to, yeah, now you're basis, talking questions and it creates value for those recruiters by by getting by by you know getting the opinions of all kinds of different people and all different aspects of recruiting so they can become better recruiters because they care about being better recruiters then that's one thing okay but uh I wonder just, if he's listening right now or if he's I know he's well, got a ton of cats in his apartment so he's probably opening up a bunch of Tins of tuna and stuff. Whatever. And can't hear what we're doing. All right, well, let's stop bashing animals. Let's stop bashing animals. What question should we have been asking? You know, if we could crowdsource questions that you would have liked to have asked this particular guest for the next time. Well, I I would have liked to, for example, I would, you know, I I found it very interesting, for example, that he said basically every single recruiter that he has is is a. 
does all uh, everything Hold that else. It does In other words, they don't have uh, hierarchies of people that do just research or sourcing, uh, or people that just do exclusively client contact. Or and I'm I'm kind of interested in knowing uh, how he developed. Uh, you know what industries he's involved in and how they develop them over what period of time. And uh, I'd like to know what percent what percentage of his business is uh, contingency versus retainer. Yeah, see, because uh, this guy, he, he's got, with 100 recruiters at his disposal, I mean, you could find out, hey, how, how many counteroffers are you running into? How many fall-offs? How many, how many people are accepting jobs right now and then not starting because they got a better offer compared to five years ago? Right. I mean, that's just like really informational stuff. I mean, how many of his customers are asking him about contracting and he's turning it down versus – I mean, there's so many things that we could have. Right. Yeah. Well, who who else is on the line that has some uh, some thoughts here? Because uh, I have a business phone call I'm making at before one thirty. Kendra. Kendra, what's going Hi, on? Hi, I've been listening along. Yeah. No, I'm I'm still out there um, recruiting, sort of under the radar, and looking for my next role. And I've kind of ruled out agencies. I don't want to do that anymore. But when I listen Why? to him. Um, because I worked for Slime, and I really felt the pain. I left a lot of money on the table. Felt the pain. Yeah. So you were one of the family members kicked out because the money didn't come in, but you no, had to No, I roll. left. I went to a client. I was a client that we fired came back hard and bought me. I don't want to go into it all because you can see it on my LinkedIn. But so I went internal. You know, sort of sold out for the salary and the high benefits and the casual Friday. So I've seen both sides now. Um, I did not like the um, agency, the way the rules changed, and our agency had a hard time specifically adapting to um, vendor management desks, you know, where there's you know, 20 vendors, God, and awesome. I really wanted to ask about that. That's I think, would have been a good question, how agencies, like, sort of manage and compete, and, you know, those jobs are out there everywhere. I think that's kind of a cool thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could have been... Yep. Could have so, been a great um, I wasn't show. annoyed by the show. I found some okay. of them a lot more obnoxious. I was kind of doing desk work. Um, but I, 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 it did make me think that there are good agencies that do run like a family out there with consistent rules. And, um, you know, I was a little bit inspired, to tell you the truth. Inspired. See, I, I wanted to know, I wanted to know, do you start everyone on a salary, or are they started with like a draw versus commission? How do you, you know, how are you compensating your people who are billing four hundred thousand dollars a year to make it where they're not thinking, "Hey, I'm making you two hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm only getting half. I'll do what I want to do. You shut up and 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 count the money." I mean, what are the personality struggles you run into with your higher billers? Because uh, obviously, he's got plenty of them. I mean, I just want to know that stuff. What do you do? Yeah, in our agency, you know, there were always the people that were kind of falling behind that needed to get their draw up. There was it all depended on how much. I hope I'm not public. Kiss ass. Whether no, you know, no, no, this is public. Raft or or you, um, and and then you saw some real squirrely things happening. You know, the person that skypes candidates all day Saturday, all of a sudden they're cut in on deals and that they didn't have anything to do with, and all kinds of very arbitrary <laughs> things made me crazy. <laughs> uh, 
You've, you've you know, got all the stories that we've all got. I mean, it's I like. I know, right? I don't think there are any new recruiter stories. But, you know, the interesting thing, too, about his little cut after 30 days, I, I do find it interesting that you can bring in the most desperate, hungry person that used to be a used car salesman, and you can make them a damn good recruiter. Yeah. And I think there's some intrinsic traits that have to be there and professionalism. And I so. think, it, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. would have liked to have known more about how he decided, because he was talking about rather than just thinking that someone might maybe have something that could fit it, he said he knows it when he sees it, and he doesn't want the person to leave and, unless they sit down and talk about joining the team. He just knows that he's found it. Well, and as a recruiter, we know an it candidate, somebody you know you're going to be able to make money off of sooner or later, hell or high water. You know this person's a walk. We call him a walking placement, right? You, same thing. But you know what they did to me when I actually was um, a management consultant and I'm an accidental recruiter. And so I recruited because I got divorced and same thing. I was either going to sell real estate or recruit, you know. Um, and so, oh, yeah. but I had recruited as a project manager for 10 years. I had built recruiting systems. It wasn't a far cry from things I knew about. But one of the things that they did was um, they gave me a script. It was typed up and they gave me a pile of paper crap candidate resumes, people they hadn't talked to in two years and just said sit on the phone for the next two hours and call these people see what they're doing what they're looking for if they're happy you know yeah. just and update the records just you know low impact get on the phone call these people be nice charm them update the database let's see if you can type and um, and see how many you can get through in the next two hours and I think that's a really cool acid test just whether somebody will actually just sit here and do it yeah, but, you know, I've been – I've put candidate. you know, you've seen firms where they put candidates through eight interviews. I think you'll learn more about whether you like the company or um, – because, you know, even while I was dialing yeah. for dollars and doing that, I was watching the rest of the people in the pit and all that. So there's ways to kind of see. Anyway. Well, glad you were listening. Thanks, Jerry. i got to take off. Yeah, yeah I think uh, we all do. So, any, so let's get some quick show scores here because uh, from zero to 100, lay them on me. 65. See you all next week. All right. See you all, Andrew. 75, because I was inspired. All right. I'll see you next week. Bye. Right, bye. Anybody else? Still left? 70. Lap? 70. Is that you, Rebecca? Yeah. How's life? Good? Great. You? All right. Not many people have 100 recruiters in their agency. Yeah, I looked on LinkedIn. He doesn't have a hundred, but you know. No, he yeah, he does. Yeah, he's got well, he's got sixty-five that are that are listed in LinkedIn as recruiters. There, I mean. Yeah. So, so what if he's got eighty-eight? You know what I mean? Yeah, I was seeing a number of forty. I was like, wait, wait, wait. I, I like the guest. I love the guest. I wish we had gotten more business questions. That's really what I was looking for. So. I wanted yeah. to know how how he determines someone has got to go. That's what I'd like to know, too. I mean, I think they've I, got I three send-outs, but they had three send-outs last week or last month, and that turned to crap. And, you know, maybe this one, you know what I mean? Like, when do you know? And, see, the problem with a recruiter running the agency is we've always felt the hope uh, that a send-out can bring. You know what I mean? Oh, that, yeah. That, oh, that, yeah. That, that, new, that new sun <laughs> coming up in the morning. And you're like, oh, my God, you've got a send-out. I can't fire you today. Let's see how that goes. And then it's like, oh, yeah, Gary, we have to you've reschedule. you got that recruiting agency 
owner group, but there's not a lot of activity in there. How come? You know, uh, because um, I'm too busy. I mean, I... It's it's busy enough just screwing around with just the regular recruiting Facebook page, let alone a – feel free to uh, ask a question, add some content, see what's going on. I mean, I – I think it would be great to have one of these calls with agency owners and really just kind of dig into, you know, six or seven yeah. questions. That would be great. So. Yeah, I just yeah. don't need to know if somebody made a placement on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Here, we had a guy with an office in Saudi Arabia. I, You know, I want to know, okay – how did you open your first office? Yeah. And especially what was that since, capital investment like? And how did you, like, hold your breath long enough to do it? Yeah. Like, right? Because he was a very open guy, and he was like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I don't want to get into all that. We could have asked him anything. Like, yeah. the, the first placement he made in Saudi Arabia, did he worry that they wouldn't pay the bill? You know, his first placement in <laughs> Amsterdam, did the company tell him to shove it? You're in the United States. Yep. I'm not paying shit. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, how, how, how do you do that stuff? But, no, let's ask him, how does he define culture? You know, Jerry, we see this. I see this a lot. I, you know, I see. Blew it, animal. Well, no, but I see where animal's standing, and I see where we're standing. When I was running a desk by myself three years ago, totally different questions that I would ask today now that I have, you know, five employees and I'm yeah. trying to get people through the process and stuff. You know, even our selling cycle, you know, I used to call business owners and be like, how come you won't put your people through a week training? You know what, five employees later I'm going, <laughs> I know exactly why you won't do it. So, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of time. But here's Good the thing. Stuff. It's, we're talking to these guys on the desk. Animals asking all the same questions those guys on the desk ask. If Animal yeah. had to hire somebody, it would be a totally different game. And that's really, you know, that's why you guys yep. compliment each other well. So, yep. All right, well, next time. All right, well, i got to run. i got to do an interview prep. All right, have a good day. All right, bye. Bye. Good bye. show.